Okay, hi guys. Welcome to our first episode of Isya RC. Um, we are very excited to bring you this first episode. It's an interesting topic. We're starting off talking about um, basically Hong Kong's education and we're going to delve more into the tutoring industry and student cheaters. So before we start off, we have six people here with us today. I'm here. Uh, we have Jace, Daniel, Christy, Marie, and Billy. So um, let's just start off with a bit of fun facts about ourselves. So Daniel, can you tell us a fun fact about you? Uh, fun fact, I know how to play three instruments. That's really cool. I wish I could do that. Um, Marie, do you have a fun fact about yourself that you could share? Uh, I have a pet cat. Awesome. Um, Jace, what about you? I also have a pet cat. Damn, um, looks like we like cats. Um, Billy? I'm a very fun person, so I have a few in the bag. But my parents actually were going to name me Fruit Salad before Billy. And that's facts. Damn. Um, I totally, totally believe you. Um, Christy? Fun fact, I had a turtle, but then it died. Oh, um, okay. Um, let's move on um, to... Since we're on the topic of fun facts, um, let's hear from Christy a fun fact about um, the tutoring industry and just some statistics to go along with that. Well, fun fact, um, there are around 69% students in Hong Kong that attend supplementary tutorial classes. So that's actually a very, very interesting um, figure. Um, so before we move on, um, we are ICRC and um, it is our duty to bring to you um, a very interesting article that we all agreed um, definitely was related to this topic and that's how Hong Kong's billion tutoring industry reflects systemic issues within our, um, with our education system. Um, this was published by Joanne Yao. So thank you, Joanne, if you ever do listen to this. Um, but Daniel, can you just hear your thoughts on the article? Like, what did you think about it while reading it? I mean, while I read it, I sort of was brought back to the time I went to Kumon. I think most of you guys have been to like Kumon or like eye level or got like yeah. an OP, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like it sort of brought me back the, to that time. And like during that time in Kumon, I don't know, I felt really, I wouldn't say, um, I wouldn't say pressured, but it was just like something that my parents sent me off to. And I feel like um, nowadays, a lot of parents just send their kids off to these tutoring centers just to make them better, like uh, academically. I do agree. I think um, to a certain point, like um, it just gets a bit like tiring in the sense that you're just going to like the same tutor and doing like the same sort of practice and like practices and problems. Um, what do you guys think on like group tutoring and one-on-one -on -one tutoring? Like, what do you think is more effective? Um, I think it really depends because um, like one-on-one -on -one could be more effective if like you're really struggling and you really like need that help. But like group tutoring, maybe like, like, I don't know, I go with my friends as well. Like, so like we get to help each other out, you know, it's more fun if you're like with your friend and you're more like, you have more motivation when you're with your friends. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I go tutoring, but then it's less stressful because I have a sister. And when you go as, I guess, pair, you get like less stressful. And speaking of like tutoring, uh, I don't really go a lot of tutoring, but then I remember there's this time when my parents like wanted me to go to this, it was kind of like a trial class and it was for math and um, math is kind of one of my best subjects. So I was like, no, thank you. But then they were like, it's free, go. And then they just wanted, pressured me to go because it was kind of free and they just wanted to see, oh, maybe they'll have something new to it. And I felt like it was kind of a bit boring. And frankly, it was kind of like a waste of time to me, but then they just thought it was like a good way to, I guess, spend your time that time. Yeah, I think it really like, it depends on people. Like I feel like tutoring really works for some people and it doesn't for others. Um, and like some subjects don't really require tutoring at all, but I just feel like our parents like, not just like our parents, but just parents in general, um, just think that like there's a need. And it definitely, as a student, it does help me, but I do understand that for different people, it can um, like just help them with different things. Um, just as a question to put out there, um, what do you think is the subject that sort of needs the most hearing from like your personal experience or just your thoughts? I personally think math is definitely like the most I've heard of. Also because it's extremely repetitive, like it has the ability to be extremely repetitive and tutorial centers really like capitalize on that. Like I've seen the Kumon papers that my little cousin does. It's just like, uh, like, sure, like 12 plus one, 12 plus two, 12 plus three. It's really repetitive. And in the higher years, it's just like, it's exam questions. You just basically are given like a series of past papers. And like, I see the appeal of that, but to me, it doesn't seem that great. Yeah, um, I agree. But like, honestly, to be honest, um, in math, the only thing you can really do is just keep practicing. Like, I feel like even in school lessons, all we really do is like have our teachers give us a worksheet and then we work on that. Like, as much as we need challenge, there's also like this thing that we need to learn how to, like whether it be to like use formulas or things like that. I just think practice is very important in math. And sometimes it does get lost in tutoring because that's all you're really there for. So your tutor basically only gives you the materials and you don't learn as much. It's more of a self thing, which is also why I understand that it can be helpful for others. Like math can be really important for others, but also not for some people. Billy, what do you think is like the most or least important subject? Most important, least important. Um, no offense to anyone, but personally, I think some of the languages, for example, in our school, we are curriculum focuses on Chinese. And I don't really find that too useful because I know that majoring in a language isn't too common nowadays. So learning it in school isn't that big of a use, especially if you have a class of it every single day, it's not gonna it's not gonna get you ready to actually speak the language. Even if you as much homework as you can do, you're not gonna be able to speak it properly. Yeah, I agree. Um, our school, we go to RCHK, if you didn't already know about a title. Um, but from years, uh, from year seven to, well, essentially from year one, but in terms of secondary from year seven to 11, we have to do 
uh, Mandarin, it's compulsory course. Um, and for some schools, I do know that they have the option to learn other languages like Spanish, French, and German. Uh, but in our city, we, we solely focus on Chinese until obviously um, we can do IB options. Um, what do you guys like think on that? Because obviously like my take on it is like, I do understand that Mandarin and Chinese is a very important language um just because it's the most spoken in the world and it helps you with like business and things like that um but i do think if students have the opportunity to learn other languages it would also help them so just like what are your opinions on that well considering like how my parents are like chinese i feel like i'm raised to be thinking like oh chinese is a very important subject and and like i'm next year i'm in dp so I, I didn't actually consider choosing another subject because I'm already learned this kind of mother tongue from when I was like just a baby. So I feel like Chinese is pretty important to me. And I'd never considered learning another subject like Spanish because like you already learned so much in this one language. If you're learning another one, then it feels like you only had like the basics of both. Maybe you tried mastering one language by itself would be better. For me. Um, Jace, what are your thoughts on that or just like um, languages in general? Um, I think like I just really like agree with Christy because like I'm also Chinese and the thing is like from year one till now it's like compulsory and like next year as well so like I've like spent like most of my school time learning this subject so like why don't I go ahead and master it instead of like start right over with like Spanish or any other subject. Yeah that's that's definitely true I do feel like um also because I like Chinese is like a new language to me so um I think personally I really enjoy learning language I think it's very interesting um but I think like living in Hong Kong because we speak Cantonese here like for me especially because I like I am not from China or Hong Kong so I don't know any of the languages they're not my mother tongue so I just think that like it would be helpful if we could also learn a little bit of Cantonese in school just because I've been living here for like 13-14 years and I still don't really know how to speak Cantonese and yes like that is on me I could take it up um, but I feel like if schools were to give even a little bit of that knowledge to um, like just basic knowledge just to get around, um, it would be helpful for people like me who are like, who, like for what it's a foreign language for me. Sorry, that does not make sense. But yeah, I hope you get the idea. Um, moving sort of on, um, what do you guys think about the expense of like tutoring and how effective do you really think it is for students in Hong Kong? Um, as a student that has been tutored many times, I used to go to tutor class eight times a week. Um, I wouldn't, it, it's definitely very expensive. I'm pretty sure all students in Hong Kong can agree that it is very expensive. And I wouldn't say that it's effective because uh, like stated in the article, um, tutoring isn't doesn't focus on the um, problem that students need to learn new things, not only learn things that are passed on from others. Turing more, more uh, focuses on the repetitiveness of things, keep doing things, and it prepares you for exams. So that's why I don't think it's not too effective. Yeah, I definitely agree. Turing is very, very expensive. Um, Marie, can you just add on to that? Like, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think 
tutoring doesn't really help a lot of students. I think it does help them maybe to just prepare for a test, but you're not necessarily learning anything new. And I guess like people just uh, get their kids to go to tutoring just so that they can get better exam results rather than actually knowledge. So I don't think it's that worth it. And it's quite expensive, especially to get into those really good like tutoring schools. I think we're mainly talking about tutoring centers, more specifically like, um, like Kumon or like, um, I actually only been to Kumon, but I'm assuming like tutoring centers is like a place where you, it's not really one-to-one, but one, it's more like you have a teacher and then you group of students. And it's sort of in that time that you learn, but that learning is not really effective because it's just, uh, it's not personal. And tutoring sent tutoring rates like tutoring fees. I'm pretty sure are quite high in the first place, so it sort of evolved into um, a market where students don't really benefit. Why do you think? Just like as a question, like not that it has to be fact or anything, but why do you guys think um, the tutoring industry is so expensive? Like obviously. Um, assuming like we know like Hong Kong is a very expensive city to live in and everything around here is kind of just expensive. Um, but what other factors do you think contribute to just this like overwhelming price that is um, tutoring in Hong Kong? Um, I'm not sure, but I just kind of feel like a lot of like parents just make their kids go and like more and more parents, like it's like seen like growing through the years, like, and like, I feel like they just kind of like up their yeah. price. Like I, I agree with what you're saying. I think um, as like we sort of progress and like get older and like the years, um, uh, it does like tutoring industry just become more and more expensive. And I think this is the same for private tutors as well. Like I think just, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it's just a market that pushes everything um, and therefore everything just gets expensive. But I think, do you guys think there's a difference between like, um, a local school student getting tutoring and a like say private or like ESF international school getting tutoring like um, do you guys think the prices vary for these like types of tutors or do you kind of think it's the same? I think there might be some differences because like they're like for example like ESF international school they do a different program so um, like there's specific like tutoring like groups that do this type of thing and maybe it's more expensive and the things they do might be different as well because I think a lot of the local school ones they kind of for the tutoring they kind of just drill a lot of the same like exercises over and over again and maybe like exam questions or maybe like they get like homework help from the tutoring while it's like a bit different with the international schools because there might be less homework and it might be more focused on um, getting ahead in the math program uh, because uh, I went to eye level before and a lot of the international school students who go there they learn uh, newer things like in math to get ahead of their class yeah um I agree um do you guys think that there's sort of this like barrier created between like local like local school students that do come from tutoring and international school students students that come for tutoring do you guys if you guys do have any experience do you think there's any sort of like difference that is created I know Marie mentioned before the curriculums are different 
Um, and I do like consider that a very big aspect, but yeah. Wait, actually, I just wanted to mention, I was looking at the article and this is some area where it says that, I'll quote it, why do students seek external help from tutorial centers rather than their schools? Right, it's like, what makes the tutors better than the teachers? I feel like if school, if school is already preparing you for tests, then why do students go to tutoring centers in the first place? I think like a probable, sorry, JC cut you off right there. Um, I think like a probable cause of that are like teachers or maybe some students just feel like they can't catch up in class. Cause I, I do know like there's this different sort of motivation when you're working in school and when you're working at home. So like, that's just my thoughts, but Jace, please continue. I feel like another big aspect is like the parents because sometimes like their kids are already do like doing well, like they're not necessarily doing like really bad at school. It's just the parents want them to get good grades. And like, that just kind of makes them go to tutoring, even if like they're already doing fine. Uh, for experience, I know that schools usually have larger classes than tutors, which means that the school, the teachers can't really focus on every single student and know their strengths and weaknesses. But tutors, on the other hand, like I've never seen a 30 people class tutor. I, it's usually just one one to one or a five person group. That way, the tutor can actually focus on every single student, make sure that they're improving, make sure that they're learning. Um, it's time for our little segment break. We're going to hit you with another fun fact. Um, and we're going to get back to you and start talking about the difference between um, like paid professional tutors and student tutors. So, Jace, can you hit us with that fun fact? Sure. Um, modern education is like one of the tutoring, like, institutes and they were like a company in 20, 2011 and they reported a profit of almost $32 million in 2012. And it has 14 branches for secondary school students with a total of more than 600,000 course enrollments. Yeah, 32 million, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. I think, I guess that kind of just shows how much, how big this tutoring industry is. And that like helps us go into the difference between student tutors and professional tutors. What do you guys like, would you rather go to a cheap, cheaper like student um, tutor or would you rather go to like a paid professional but probably does it with a few more people? It's obviously a lot more expensive. Let's start from opinion. So let's go with Chrissy, what, what would you do? Well, for me, I guess I'll go choose a more professional because if you're going to find a tutor, if you're finding a cheaper one that maybe it probably might not give, make you improve that much, maybe finding a professional tutor would make you improve better. And because maybe the professional tutor, they might understand more and they might like teach you in a way that's a bit different from how the cheap tutors teach like other children so maybe if the professional tutor I think it'll be a better choice 
that's just my opinion yeah of course um billy what do you think what would you rather do i mean i understand like through logic you'd probably choose a professional tutor like they have experience they know what they're doing but i i love the idea of student tutors because as a student they know they know what you're going through they know that you have a lot of schoolwork so it's more i think it's better to have like an understanding tutor than a tutor who doesn't know what a modern student life is. Yeah, and to add on to that, um, Jace mentioned modern education. I checked out the websites. I've definitely seen their advertisements on buses, but they look very scary. They're very intimidating. And to me, a student, a student um, tutor is just much more like homely and you get to connect with them more because they're at least around the same age level as you. And you know, it's a student, you're a student, it makes sense to connect better. Um, Marie, what are like? What would you rather do? I think maybe I would choose a student tutor because I think like with the professional tutors, the problem is they like really want you to do really well, but then they maybe would pressure you with a lot of tasks. Uh, maybe if like you already have a lot to do and school then like it's very difficult to balance this life out and I just think it's less stressful because it's, with student tutors they definitely like can understand the perspective of a student more. And Jace finally what would you rather do? I personally think that a professional tutor would be like more effective because I feel like they have more experience like in teaching like maybe like different age groups like different stuff you know like maybe if i want to do this they might like already have that knowledge to like teach me that and like yeah i just feel that i'm i feel like professional tutors are more effective for me personally but like everyone's different so yeah yeah um i agree uh i think student tutors like not just for the like students that are learning, but I think it's just a great way to make money as a university student, as like a high school student. Um, you're teaching kids that you've like, you're teaching kids that are younger than you and you're teaching things that you've already done. So it's kind of like in your memory and it's just one-to-one. -one. So I definitely agree. Like it, it is something that I would want to do in the future. Um, and I just think it's a good way to make money, especially when you're like, you know, you're not at the age to like be working and stuff. Um, but yeah, that sort of, do you guys have any, anything else to add about just like the difference between student tutors and group, like large professional tutoring? Okay, yeah, so um, I think to just sum up what we were saying about like, uh, we think like obviously both groups like are very good in what they do, uh, but student tutors understand more what students are doing. Um, they know the content more and it's just more like, um, it's easier to talk to them as tutors and they're more understanding and it's less intimidating. Whereas like big group tutors, they know what they're doing. Um, they're like qualified and smart in what they do. Um, sometimes they're in a group, so it just helps you working with other people. Um, and they are a little more intimidating, but I guess that just comes with the process.
Um, so now that we've gone through um, what our thoughts on are on tutoring, um, we'd like to introduce a little segment, even though we've given a little preview before, but the segment is called Would You Rather? And we're doing educational related Would You Rathers um, and just answering them as an individual. So our first Would You Rather is very common one, uh, very common one, talked about a lot. Um, online school vs. real life school. So let's go in like an order and just talk about it. Let's start with Jace. Um, I think both have like good stuff about them, but I would prefer real school because like sitting at home, like facing a laptop is just kind of like sad and depressing. Like I like to see my friends and I like the thing is also like we have advisory, right? Like I get to talk to my friends, but when we're in like a Zoom call, I, I just can't like say something to the whole class, you know? It's just a different like, I don't know how to say this. Like a vibe. Like the vibe yeah. is just different. Yeah, I agree. Daniel? I mean, what do you say? During this time or just in general? I feel like during this time, I'm, I know I'm speaking for all of us, but I think we're all kind of sick of it. But just in general, what are your yeah, thoughts? In general, I would most definitely choose real life school. Like, We've just been brought up going to school. It's going to be really hard to change everything during online school. I know we have been through a lot, like through online school, but it's still kind of weird, in my opinion, to be online school right now. Yeah. Um, Billy? I actually have a quite have a very strong opinion on this. Um, I've never seen the point of online school. Like, obviously, with like the virus going on, the pandemic, now it's useful. But I don't see anything that online school can offer that real school can't. Like, sure, the idea of, like, not waking up at 7 a.m., going to school and doing all your classes at home, it sounds great. But then you start realizing that a lot, 26 students are muted half the time in class. No one really likes participating in class. And obviously, there are, there are some, some, there are some students like to you know watch youtube videos in class text friends so i don't really see the use of it and i'd say uh once you get used to the fact that online school is boring then you'll really start regretting and you'll start to choose real life school yeah um thank you for your opinion um marie what are your thoughts on just the would you rather and everything that's been said I also prefer real life school. I think the problem with online school is collaborating with other people. Sometimes it's really awkward to be put into a breakout room and then everyone just turns off their cameras and there's not really much interaction. And uh, I feel like I don't feel motivated to do any work uh, when it's online school. Yeah, honestly, 100% agree with you. The breakout room thing, I feel like we've all experienced it. You're just like trying to go in there and try and be positive and then just no one responds to you. So you just like feel bad for yourself and just like turn off your camera and go get something to eat. Um, but yeah, um, I agree with you on that. Chrissy, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I also prefer real life school. I mean, online school is kind of like, at first it was like, oh, that seems fun. I've never tried it before. But then later on you're like, hmm, 
this is kind of awkward and it's even worse than being in like at school but you have to do like tests every single period it's even worse than that because it just feels so awkward and then you just don't know what they're doing for sometimes and also what my wi-fi is not very good so i almost disconnects almost every single lesson sometimes and i feel like i'm not productive at all okay let's play a little bit of devil's advocate so obviously my opinion is also that i just genuinely believe that um real school has so much more of an impact than online school does but let's say i'm an online school fan um here are some of my arguments right Okay, it's online school. Your teacher is boring. They're just yapping on about stuff you already know. You have the opportunity to like control T and then just go to frib.com or cool math games and, and play a random game. Like, wouldn't you want to do that? Like in a real life setting, the teacher's talking. You can't like open your laptop and just start playing a game, right? Like that's and that's a that's a benefit, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Like, online school, I just, like, yeah. It's just, I can do whatever I want. Like, I already know this stuff. Why do, Why are you, like, telling me about it again? Like, ugh, this is, like, this is basic stuff that we already know. We don't need it again, okay? Like, of course, like, I go on my phone, like, yeah. I'm sorry to all the teachers who are listening, but, yeah, that's the, like, reality. Yeah, most of this, most most of your students go on your phone, but it's really not your fault. It's just students' fault. It's just not fun. Well, I feel like at some point, you know, while you're looking at your phone, there's a, there's like a sense of guilt. You start feeling like, ah, dog. Well, would I really be doing this in like real class, or should I really be participating, like talking in class? So I really think online school is also like a way to be responsible. It teaches you like independent learning. And it's experience that you really have to take advantage of. Okay, um, here's another argument in my like perspective. Um, online school is like cheating, okay? Like the realm of cheating. Like, you know, if you have a Chinese assessment, you just hop over to Google Translate if you don't understand what the article is saying. Like, yes, yes, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it, but like um, I do believe in cheating when everybody else is cheating just because I don't think um, I should miss out on the advantage of everyone else is getting it. Um, and it is something you can do with online school. I'm not saying that I do it, but um, what are your like thoughts on that? I would say that I've cheated before in a particular subject, Chinese. Um, and I, I do feel like it, it is a bad thing to do. Uh, if any students are listening to this, don't cheat. Just please don't cheat. Even if you're in online school, it, it, it feels so tempting. Like you have so much power in your hands. Like you said, go on Google Translate and Chinese assessments. But it's really not the right thing to do. Um, I just feel like a little bit like scared when you're doing online school and when you're cheating. Like what if suddenly Zoom has control over my laptop and can see all of the tabs? Like that's just like a thought that's in my mind I know I'm like that type of person to just worry about these stupid things um but yeah just like sort of adding on to your temptation point okay let's move on to our next would you rather it's a very like general would you rather and it's really opinion based but maths or English let's start off with Marie 
I actually prefer math. Uh, I don't really like writing a lot. And I think like what we're learning English is kind of boring. It's like every year it's the same thing, like textual analysis. I just don't really like English right now. Yeah, I can agree. Um, Jace? Um, I actually prefer English over maths because I feel like in maths, it's just numbers. Like you just, the things you're doing is just the same. Like it's always those skills and those skills, but like in English, you can like, there's a creativity that you can express, you know? And like, there's like, it's not just one answer, like in math, like in English, I can like say what I want if I have evidence, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christy? Not saying what I'm learning is based on what my answer is, but math, because it's easier to me. I'm better at math. And I guess it's easier for me to understand. Like you just have a formula and then you just put it in. It's fine. It's easy. But in English, you have to like for a textual analysis, you have to annotate and then you have to write and then you have to analyze what you write. And then, yeah, it's just so, so complicated for me. Yeah, for sure. Billy? I, for me, the answer is obvious. Like whoever disagrees, talk to me after a podcast. I think that English by far, like I, I get what you, you guys mean, but if you look past the difficulty, English is a great subject. And math is always a solution to everything, but English, there's like endless possibility. Like Jay said, as long as you have your, your evidence of thinking. So answer is obvious for me, it's English. Daniel? Uh, I'm in the same boat with Christy. I like math because I'm good at it, because I'm better at it. I think that English, personally, you don't need that much. If, if you're not really doing, if you're not like a journalist, if you're not going to write articles for ISIA, you're not going to use English like textual analysis or like rationale writing or analyzing a book in a in like a real life setting I think you just gain that naturally from talking meanwhile math you don't really see it everywhere and you kind of need to learn it in my opinion yeah but like again I feel like that's like I mean you don't really need calculus in real life either but we still do it in math so I, I guess there's like an argument for both sides but I do have to side uh, with like Daniel, Christian, Marie, you just can't do English. I'm just not a creative person. I just, I just can't, I can't analyze a book and think of 50 different connotations. Uh, but yeah, uh, math and English, subjects that are very like essential. I feel like, like just going back to our original topic, I feel like they're the most, maybe not English, but like at least math and most tutored subject just because it's hard for most people. Yeah, and that's wait, wait, not <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Come on now, okay, all right, all right. What, which one do you think is more useful, math or English? Like, which math. one do you think you're actually good? <laughs> oh my god, no, like, when are you gonna use those complicated math stuff that you're learning? Honestly, I don't know how I'm gonna use that in real life. Like, I'm gonna graduate school and go, like, okay, math, bye bye, I don't need you. Like. I have a calculator. I don't need to do all that stuff, you know, like. Exactly, there, there is technology that can help you do math. But when it comes to English, it's, it's natural, it's instinct. It, it, it's, it comes through your own mind. Math, anyone can do it, a robot can do the job. 
But when I graduate as well, I'm also going to say the goodbye catcher in the rye, never going to think of you again. Do you know what I mean? Same thing. Goodbye, Master Harold and the boys. I hate that book. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys don't know, just to give a little bit of context, the year 10s are currently studying it, and it's a very, very lengthy process. It's not a bad book, okay? It is, it's not a bad book. Yeah, it's not a bad book, but I just despise reading it. And, like, I, I despise analyzing it. Yeah. I, just, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's what English does, though. Like, you might initially like a book, but towards the end of it, you just kind of, like, you're tired of the characters. Meanwhile, math is a beautiful subject, right? So beautiful. It's just numbers. That's it. Stop it, Daniel. We get <laughs> it. We get it. We know you like math. Yeah, okay. Um. Just to wrap it up, last, would you rather... Um, Okay, uh, creative subjects. So in RCHK, we have a sort of like in from year seven to nine, we have a trimester basis where we switch for like, I think it's like two and a half, three months of math, uh, visual arts and drama. Um, and then in year 10, you choose to drop one of them. And then in year 12, you only do one for the rest of the year. Um, so quick, would you rather math, drama or art for like the rest of your time in RC. Hey, uh, math. Sorry, not math. Um, <laughs> sorry. Just feel like we've been talking about math a lot. Drama, music, and art. I guess it kind of depends what you're good at, but assessments wise, like music and drama, like at least music, very, very heavy on the process journal, a lot more than what music should actually be. Um, in our school, it's a lot of just writing about music and theory and writing about the history of the blues music and the era and everything like that. Um, so music is my least favorite, but yeah, what, what are your opinions? Um, I can totally agree with you. Music is definitely also my least favorite. I'm sorry, Billy, you just look like you have a heart attack when I said that. But yeah, I... I definitely like art the most because I just feel like I can do my own thing you know like everybody just like individually does their own thing like I can do whatever I want they do whatever they want you know I would definitely choose art like personally I think it's the easiest to talk about it's the easiest to create you know you aren't like quote unquote you aren't restricted on any bounds because you're supposed to be open and such but there's just like no restrictions in art really and writing about what you made it's just easier than analyzing another piece on uh, that someone else made in music or someone else made in drama and oh yeah adding to the fact chase said it was individual yes it is very individual unlike drama even like, though I have, you want, you, yeah, 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 go, go, go. No, no, Billy, continue, sorry. All right, cut, cut, cut. Okay, so even though I heavily disagree with Daniel and Jace, I guess it is kind of subjective because music isn't what everything, what everyone's good at. If you played an instrument when you were growing up, you're going to like music. So, I, I, yeah, I guess it's subjective in a way. It's... Because in, um, in the program, it's not really what you like is what you're good, what you're good at because you are going to get assessed. And why would you choose something that you're not good at? 
Um, I also feel for drama, like the amount of times I've been put um, in a group of people that I just really cannot work with. It's really like under like mentioned. I remember, um, I think it was like a year or two ago, but I was put with the same person for like three of my like drama performances. I was just like really like tiring because um, as a student, I'm very, I guess you would say like, like just hard working, just wanna like complete the task rather than like procrastinate and leave it for later. Not saying that I don't procrastinate. Um, that's a whole different subject. But yeah, I just think that like drama, I do understand that they're trying to work, make you work with different people and they're trying to make you practice your social skills. But I think there's just more comfort and I think you can get better out of it if you were to work with people you are more comfortable with. Just because drama is like such a like speaking oriented thing that it's important to like work on that but also make sure you're comfortable so that you do that to your best abilities um can i add on to what billy said okay so the thing is he said that if you played an instrument in your life before you would like music but that is definitely not the case for me i feel like playing the instrument made me hate it more you know it's just like it's like um it's like tutoring but with a musical instrument it's like i don't want to do it but like my parents are making me do it do you get what i mean and then i have to practice that instrument every single damn day like do I, I don't have the time for that i don't like it why do i have to do this i like i cannot agree more with you i'm a uh, failed grade four pianist um i did not get through my grade four exam for piano just because i could not do that um, I, I like completely agree The practicing every day just made me hate it more. And then we were, when we got to like music theory in school, I was just so like done by the end of it. So I agree with you, Jace. But I do think people that do like music obviously like to do it in class as well. But I feel like class for us in RC is just so not musical, musically oriented. Like it's just so, yeah. Very theory oriented. Yeah. Not to say that it's bad, but there needs to yeah, be a yeah, balance. Yeah. Yes. But there yeah. is actually a balance already. We're playing instruments. Yeah, definitely. Like there is a balance. I just feel like I wanna try becoming like a drum player more than I wanna learn about the blues. Um, I have a fun story. So remember when I said I played in a musical instrument? I actually passed the two exams that I was in, but like I barely passed. So like the passing mark was 100. And for grade four, I got 101. And for grade five, I got 103. You see, that's a slight improvement. I made an improvement and I'm proud. Um, I have to say, Jace, I'm very, very proud of you as well. Um, I passed my piano grade two exam with eight marks as well. So I just have to say we're on the same boat. For those of you that find music difficult, we agree. I agree. It's hard, but you're going to get through it. But Billy has something to say now. As a very successful grade eight pianist, I can say that I agree. At some point, it does get boring because it is very repetitive. But you got to really find what you like. If you don't like the instrument that, that you're playing, switch instruments. Or you guys, I'm pretty sure there's what six people in this podcast i'm pretty sure all of you guys like listening to music 
try playing the songs that you listen. Make it fun for yourself. Don't diss music, okay? Music has feelings, and just don't call it boring. I think we should have a separate podcast episode um, just for Billy to talk about his love for music. So let us know by email or however you can contact us if you want us to make that happen because it is in our power to do so. Um, but that sort of wraps up what we were talking about with this um, Would You Rather, unless anybody has anything to add. Um, uh, just before we um, end the podcast, let's just end with our final views on tutoring. Um, just if anything that we've learned from this discussion or want to take away. Um, let's just go in a group order again. So let's start with Christy. Um, I think tutoring is um, somewhat important. Uh, I think it's if you want to, if you're bad, if you improve in tutoring, then tutoring is good. But if you're not improving, then try to find a way to improve. Don't go to the same tutoring. Um, let's continue with Marie. I think like the effectiveness of tutoring also does depend on the person, like whether you can be motivated to do stuff on your own or you'd be more motivated to do stuff like when like you're in a school and like there's a teacher or someone like telling you what to do. Billy, final thoughts? I think when it comes to like the school curriculum, tutoring is pretty much based around that, like giving you work to do and preparing for tests. So in that way, I'd say it is effective, but that's only if you are willing to pay the price. It, like I said earlier, it is really expensive. So I wouldn't say it's ineffective, but there are, there are definitely some consequences that come of it. Chase? Um, I think it just really depends on like the person, like people might have different needs and like different things might just be more effective for different people. Daniel? I think tutoring is unfortunately a necessary evil that many people have to endure. Not evil, but something that people have to endure because of how competitive people are nowadays. Like everyone has to go to a tutoring center to keep up with each other. Yeah, so um, that was tutoring and the whole debacle with that in Hong Kong from ACRC. Thank you for listening to our first podcast. Um, we are going to be releasing it on a weekly basis, so please do check them out. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming and enjoy your week. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. unseen bits from Billy and Daniel. Right. No, no, no. First of all, give me one reason why I'm not, I'm actually being serious. One reason why music isn't better than the other arts. Why music isn't better than the other arts, right? Because it has is everything. Art's so beautiful and drama so beautiful and music is just notes. First of right? all, it's not art, it's visual art. Yeah, every visual arts have colors and drama and has- Drama has voices or something, right? And music. Yeah, music dope. has all of that. No, but Why music would... doesn't have colors. Music is just black and white. Okay, have you ever seen a music video? That's not oh, music. You know... that, that's a video. Oh, not... 
that's called a has. I don't think music videos exist. I think they're just called videos. Have you seen the WAP music video? That that video had a lot of colors in it. And if I you know, want, should I say out the full name? Do you want me to censor? Mr. Chancellor, don't don't say it. Okay. All right, ready. But I'm you saying can't... it. Ready, three, two, <laughs> no, 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 one. No, no, no. Worship and <laughs> no. prayer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that works right? too. Okay, yeah, that works too. And also, if you guys learn an instrument and you don't like it, switch the instrument. It's not that hard. Come on, now. we're not as rich. We don't have money. We're not swimming in money, Billy. I'm. Poor. What's your favorite? What's your I, favorite I, I instrument? In three foot shack. I can't. My favorite instrument is the piano because it's exactly. With a- I'll teach you. By the end of wait, when does this podcast um the, by by the end of the last wait, wait, podcast? Wait, 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 wait. But I can't if I don't like the piano. I can't just buy a trumpet. I can't just buy a clarinet. I don't have the resources to try instruments. I have a lot of money, so I will get you a piano, and then we'll have peer lessons, and I will get you. I'll get you to pass grade eight with I don't think flying. I, like that, Billy. I don't think I'd like your advice. Nah, bro, you're mean, man. Oh, you know what? Go talk to Christy. I'm done right. with this. And that is it from the unseen bits of Daniel and Billy. Thank you guys again um, for coming. Hope to see you next week. That's why we're group one, baby. We're always the best. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna cry when this comes out. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first podcast. We really enjoyed making it. And we hope to see you guys next week. Bye.